Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your weekend with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way at Strange Brew Coffee House. Head over there in the morning, get your work day started off with a little bit of a boost and a smile from the Brewistas over at Strange Brew. Highway 12 and University Drive here in Starkville. Always there's Brewpolo here in Tupelo. And get your day going the way you want it to with Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Polos, t-shirts, hats, everything you're looking for. And, of course, now as it starts to get a little chilly, it might be time to get a, grab a new MSU fleece. They have a great selection of them there. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They are in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. This Saturday, uh, there will be a a great event happening uh, at Humble Taco uh, where Cameron James, Logan Tanner will both be on hand signing autographs and memorabilia uh, from 11 a.m. to noonish at Humble Taco on Starville. So stop by, see a couple of the Diamond Dog uh, superstars, and while you're there, man, grab yourself something to eat off their incredible menu. You won't be uh, disappointed some of the most unique and delicious Mexican food you'll ever have is over there at Humble Taco. Robbie Falk, it is three Ps. It is Alabama. In years past, maybe basically the past four or five years, even the year the game was close, this show always feels like a formality to me, right? It always feels like, all right, let's go in there and talk about it. But we all know what's going to happen at the end of the day. They're going to get the crap beat out of them and you know, we've wasted 30 minutes of our lives discussing, well, what could they do to get the upset? But this year, Robbie, this year, I'm going to tell you that I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. I feel like there is a path to victory for Mississippi State in this game. It feels like almost every year, and almost every game, really, when you get up to like Friday yeah. and Saturday, you think MSU can win mm-hmm. against anybody in the country. Like that's But just not like, usually Alabama. Yeah. like the, This is usually the game where you're just kind of like, Okay, let's yeah. see if Mississippi State can keep it competitive for four quarters and have a chance to make it a single-digit game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, we talked about it yesterday. I'm seeing these these forecasts for this game, and it looks like a lot of people think that Mississippi State can be in this ball game and have a chance. I think they have a chance in this game, too. And a lot's been made about, you know, Alabama's going to be angry. They're always mad after they lose or whatever, but – this is a, a little more vulnerable Alabama team than has been in the last couple years. I, I think this team is closer to, t- to 2017 than anything, and that that team was very beatable. Now, that team was still very good, but and this team is still 
very good as well. But this is not the same Alabama team that just grabs you by the throat and, and chokes out every single opponent that they have. I, I think that there is a path to victory for Mississippi State. And a lot and, of things have to go wrong for Alabama and right for Mississippi State. I mean, this is still a team that has possibly the best talent in the country. Maybe Georgia's ahead of them, but they're right there with Georgia with the most talented team in the country. They have the greatest coach possibly of all time. So I'm not going to come in here and predict Mississippi State to win this ball game. I think that Alabama may actually be more talented than Georgia is. Yes. But Georgia has the talent where it belongs on defense and Alabama is sort of, you know, sort of spread out with their talent. And Georgia is more experienced this yeah, year than that's Alabama that's is. That's true, which is a, a rare thing. Um, you got, they have two quarterbacks that they can count on. Yeah. They have a great running game. Yeah, they right. have a great offensive line. They have a great defensive line. I mean, they're just stacked everywhere with experience and talent. Yeah. Um, with Alabama, and what's been interesting to me is this, and I think, you know, we talked to Michael Casagrande here on the podcast. On Sports Talk Mississippi, we've talked to Chris Stewart, and we've talked to, uh, to Charlie Potter. All these guys, you know, who cover Alabama and they know Alabama, and they're telling you this is not the same Alabama team. That there is some vulnerability um, in this group, now, especially on the road. Yeah, I think. that's not to say that if Alabama comes. Here's the truth of the matter: If Alabama comes over on Saturday and plays its best game, even if Mississippi State plays its best game, Alabama's still going to win by two touchdowns or more. Yes, it there is a there is a give and take. There is. State has to play well, but they have to either force Alabama into some mistakes or Alabama has to make their own mistakes. And now that, you can't ever really count on a Nick Saban team to be a team that makes its own mistakes. But, yeah. you know, we'll Especially see Especially two happens. weeks in a row. But more importantly, talking about two weeks in a row for Mississippi State, is to not to make their own mistakes as well. That's the difference in winning and losing. The difference between winning against Texas A&M and losing against LSU is mistakes. You made fewer of them against A&M. You made too many against LSU. Because, and I still believe this, this team is not good enough to overcome multiple mistakes. They could turn it over maybe once. But they get two turnovers, they're going to lose the football game. They have two to three untimely penalties. They're going to lose the football game. They make mistakes on special teams. They're going to lose the football game. So they made, now, they made a lot of mistakes against A&M. Mm-hmm. I just thought that they made they the plays. They weren't crucial mistakes. They made the plays after that to not let that overcome them. They got the stop on defense that forced the field goal. Mm-hmm. Then they had the the offensive possession where they just fell apart in the red zone, and they got the safety right. on that. Uh, I think that was – no, maybe it wasn't that possession. But anyways, they made mistakes in the fourth quarter, and this time they overcame and they didn't. And they didn't make the king of all mistakes. They didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. that's That's the key. For Mississippi State. A game where State has zero turnovers, they're going to be in it the whole way. This is sort of a spotlight game for Will Rogers. This is his 12th start. And it really is sort of full circle because this is where he became the starting quarterback a year ago. Costello gets hurt in this game over in Tuscaloosa, and uh, it's Will Rogers from there on. And now, 12 games into his career, you know, we're starting to see the evolution of, of Will Rogers. Um, Alabama last week, I mean, Calzada. Not a good passing quarterback. Not no. a good passing quarterback. But he was able to find a lot of holes in that Alabama secondary a week ago. Now you're going to play a team that wants to throw the ball 60, 70 times. I feel like there's some opportunities here for Will Rogers to have you know, a, a, a good game. There are. I think this team's going to be able to tackle pretty well. Alabama's going to, going to tackle well, usually. So the key is, I mean, you're not going to have a bunch of 
breakaway plays. I don't think in this ball game. I don't. I don't think State's gonna, you know, break a tackle and run for 50 yards. I think, and I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of coverage bust. The key is finding those openings, getting, keeping the possessions going, moving the ball down the field, and then finishing inside the red zone. And Texas A&M was able to finish inside the red zone. State needs to do that as well. Um, this is a game. This is one of those games that's going to be typical air raid offense where you're just going to have to be methodical, move the ball down the field, be a ball control team, and finish those drives. I, I don't. I don't foresee a LSU. 2020 game for Mississippi State where they have three 100-yard receivers. They're busting off big play after big play. I don't foresee that happening. I think this is going to be um, a game that could be similar to Texas A&M. They ran some man concepts at times. If Alabama runs the man concepts, I think Will Rogers is going to recognize it and he's going to take some shots. But otherwise, this is going to be your typical five to ten yards down the field, try to move the chains, try to get points. Mm -hmm. And you know that that's fine in this game. That I think that works as long as you're not turning the ball over and you're moving the chains. Well, I mean, this is maybe the, one of the weakest Alabama teams in recent years in terms of the back seven. You know, the linebackers and the uh, you know their linebackers are great pass rushers. You know, they, they get after the quarterback, but when you're talking about putting them in coverage, that's that's not what this that's not what their strength is. And they've got you know, they that look. It's tough to talk about Alabama being weak in an area when we're talking about, you know, they, you know they're, they're high four-star and five-star players in yeah. every position. But they're, they're still pretty good. They're still good, and their ceiling is high. But they didn't play well a week ago against a really bad offensive football team. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the record this week. I think A&M's going to beat Missouri. I think that game's going to be close because I think there'll be an emotional letdown. But also, I just don't have a whole ton of faith in A&M as an offense. I think last week was a huge outlier. Yeah, it was. So, the question is, can there be two outliers in a week in a row? For Mississippi State, for Will Rogers, it's all he takes care of the football. We we know that this receiving core can make things happen, and they can also turn, you know, small plays into big plays sometimes. And then going back to what we talked about yesterday, if and if, if and only if, I guess, uh, Nick Saban is gonna put some situations out there where there's man coverage, those plays Whenever they occur, that's when Will Rogers really has to punish Alabama and hit some big plays down the field. This is the week to do that, I think. And I think he's been really good about that. He's he's been really good about recognizing man coverage and taking shots whenever he gets it. He did it against A and M. That pass in the back of the end zone mm-hmm. to Makai Polk was man coverage. Yeah, recognized it right away. Knew that he had one on one with the with the defensive back and Makai. He finds Polk. those matchups quick. Yes, he. He's very he good at recognizing quick, yeah. that. Very good at recognizing that. Um, and as a quarterback, you can you can see when a team's about to run man coverage. You you can you can figure it out. You can look at a coverage pre-snap, tell the offense what you're about to do, and make the throw. And that and he had a lot of trust in Makai Polk. And I had trust in Makai Polk against just about anybody in the red zone in one-on-one coverage. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he can go up and make a play. And that's what he did in that game. You got to do that in this one too. Anytime you see it. That's when you start taking shots. Um, so that I, I think you can you can dink and dunk and do this all night long, but when you get that man on man coverage, you need to find somebody that you can count on down the field for a big play. What about the offensive line in this game? I mean, this is the this it's always the biggest test of the year when you play Alabama. Do you think they're up to it? I think so. I I think Texas A and M has as good a defensive line as anybody in the country. I really do. Um, and I think LSU. With the with as bad as LSU is, their defensive line is legit, 
And you've seen both of those guys back-to-back. You've been able to handle them pretty well. I think they had three sacks maybe given up against LSU, two or three against A&M. And you're, when you're dropping back 60-plus 60, 60 times, Yeah, that, those that's, are reasonable that's good. numbers. So I, I, can, I, can, I trust Charles Cross at this point. I think he is, he is becoming what everybody thought he could become. We've seen him against some really good defensive linemen. He's going up against the best every single week, and he's performing really well. I trust him against just about anybody right now. I trust the interior pretty well. Those guys have been have been really solid. Yeah, um, LaQuinston Sharp especially. LaQuinston Sharp, Cam Jones. I've been really impressed with him. Dollar Bill's gotten much better. Scott Lashley's been probably the most shaky of that group, I would say lately. But you still feel okay about him, and don't he's going to have a little like, chip on his shoulder. Say, don't you feel like he's got a little a little motivation for this one? Yeah. Um, so the offensive line, if they can protect, if they can give Will Rogers two to three seconds to find somebody, you got to feel good about this. So State has really struggled to block Alabama in the past. This is going to be probably their last real test up front. This is going to be the, this three game stretch here is the is the toughest defensive lines they're going to see all year. <laughs> and if they can handle those three defensive lines this season, you feel like you can beat anybody up front the rest of the way. And that's coming a long way from last year when Mississippi State was getting beat up front mm-hmm. with three or four down linemen. With so, regularity. Yes. So um, the offensive line's really grown. This is their time to shine in this game. They need to come up big. Defensively for Mississippi State, I feel like it's just about those, that, that two-letter phrase you know, or two-word phrase, big plays. You know, how, many, how many can they limit Alabama to? Can they, can they limit them to – I mean, you're going to give up some. Three. Three feels like a reasonable number. Three plays of 30-plus yards. You know, maybe 100 yards of offense in three plays. More than three is, is, is getting iffy. And then if they get into, like, the five range, that's when you probably the game's probably getting away from you. The tough thing about Alabama's offense is they can be so balanced. Mm-hmm. They have a great running game. Uh, they got a quarterback that can beat you with his legs in his arm. And they got great receivers. I mean, th- this isn't the Alabama offense that we saw the last couple years, but they're still pretty freaking good. I mean, it's going to be a tough offense to defend. For Mississippi State, you take wins when you keep them out of the end zone. If you're forcing field goals, you'll take it. If you're getting them off the field on punts, that's even better. Um, it's a team that that can turn the ball over at times. Uh, you got to take advantage when you get those opportunities. When you make a big play, you get a big sack, you get a fumble interception. You got to take advantage of that. Um, and I, I'm really interested to see what Zach Arnett does in this game. Is he overly aggressive here? Does he come in and he does he pressure the young quarterback? Does he do what we've what we've talked about in a few games this year? Just focus on the run and and try to stop the run game, and then let your guys in the back end make the plays. Um, I don't know. I don't know the best way to attack Alabama. I really don't. Well, I think the best way to do it is to do what you've been doing all year, and you've been stopping the run and just sort of figuring it out with the pass. I think you might need to be a little more aggressive and pass rush this week, playing against a freshman. And Alabama's offensive line was not great a week ago against Texas A&M. They weren't great against Florida either. No, they're uh, they're not. I mean, this isn't the the line that we've seen in the past where you have five. And they've got sure a couple of good guys, guys, but they don't have – you're right, they don't have the five – there have been years where they all five guys were either future NFL picks or at least all SEC guys. That's really not the case this year with uh, with Alabama. 
I feel pretty confident in State's ability to slow down just about anybody's rushing game at this point. I mean, A&M is a good running team, and State completely shut them down. Memphis is a good running team, completely, completely shut them down. NC State's a good running team, State completely shut them down. I feel like that would be the case again this week. I feel like it's all about Bryce Young making him uncomfortable, and if they can do that, they have a chance to win. But if they, he's able to complete passes, he's, he can pick this, this defense apart. Yeah. I think the crowd is a big part of this thing, too. Getting in his head early, you get the crowd loud. And that first possession that they have, you know, forcing a three and out or forcing a punt on that opening possession would be so big for Mississippi State. I think starting this game is so huge for the Bulldogs, just like the, just like it was against A&M. State came out and threw that first punch. They got the interception. They drove down the field. Even though they didn't score a touchdown, they got a field goal. If you're able to throw that first punch and let Alabama know that you're in that game, you're in the fight like A&M did against them, I think that's your best chance. So State's got to come out. The fans have to be involved. The defense has to be really good on that first possession. Mm-hmm. And State needs to throw the first punch and let Alabama taste their blood. You said something right there. The first possession, whether State has the ball or not, is so key. If it's 7 nothing either way off the first possession, I think that goes a long way in deciding the game. If Alabama just comes out and moves down the field with ease, that's, that's, a, that's a huge confidence blow. Whereas if State just comes down there and is able to move the football and imagine the confidence State could have if somehow they could get a 50, 60 yard touchdown. You know, they had, what's the longest touchdown for the year? Is it Mackay Polk's uh, throw against or the catch against Memphis, which is like 41 yards, I think? I can't remember the the longest play. I think I mean, it, other than the Tulu Griffin's touchdown, obviously, his kickoff return, but 49 yards or yeah, something. something like that. It's. Uh, whether it's just a deep throw that you just you know you catch and take it in the end zone, or a play where a busted play where you, you break some tackles and get it, a long touchdown would be so huge for Mississippi State. But seven nothing on the first possession, one way or the other, could be a a huge thing. We briefly talked about special teams. Do you expect Brandon Ruiz to be back this week? I haven't heard anything one way or the other, yeah, but you got to think. I mean, this, it's been. It, if he's not back this week, I would be. I would question that he's going to be back at all. He 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 went out against NC State. Was that it? Mm-hmm. So Memphis, LSU, A and M, and bye week. That's four weeks, and now this week is is five weeks. You got to think that he's he's back. I mean, he's been dressing out the last two games, mm-hmm. so he's been close. And then last week, you had a bye week, so you got to think. I mean, I, I haven't heard of that being a, that big of a lingering issue you know past five or six weeks so you need him back that that's a huge part of your special teams you his return solves two huge issues it solves any kind of kickoff issues you've been having and it solves your ability to make field goals 40 yards in i mean states missed i think three inside 40 this year without him can't have that it's just just can't have that uh he solves that problem right there and then you know is Alabama going to be the team that decides, yeah, yeah, kick it to Griffin, it'll be fine. I think Saban's probably smart enough to avoid that. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, that, he, he hadn't touched it much lately on kickoffs. No, and I, I don't I, – I can't – I would like to know the answer, and I, we'll never know. You know, it's just one of those things I'd like to know, but – why he doesn't return punts? I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to go into the whole coach trust thing. You know, I don't want. I, I don't want to argue with you today, Robbie. Well, but, I, but I've always just said that on your punts, you're yeah. not gonna get a ton of returns anyway. So no. the, what you want is somebody that's you gonna want, make the smart. And play. I agree with that. I agree with that. And so maybe they don't trust him back there. That feels like a thing that maybe next year they would. Yeah. You know, as I mean, it continues he, to grow. 
he's probably shown, like I've said before, he's probably shown in practice the propensity to to drop punts or maybe not make the right decision or something like that, and they don't they don't trust that. They want either Austin Williams or Wally back there. Yeah. Which Wally hasn't made the best decisions back there. No, either. No, he hasn't. But he does give you a little more explosiveness. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. All right. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Whatever you're looking to cook for your family, there's always a delicious idea when it comes to beef. And those ideas not only taste good, they're good for you. Ten essential nutrients in lean beef, including your B vitamins, your zinc, iron, everything you need for a healthy lifestyle. But you don't have to sacrifice any taste. 15,000 producers of beef here in our state. That is a big, big part of our state's farming culture, and you know that. Nearly a half billion dollars a year. That's how much the cattle production in this state is estimated to be worth. So, when you head to the grocery store this weekend, when you're looking to put something on the grill, put something on the stove, make sure that beef is on the menu. Visit msbeef.org for great recipe ideas. This weekend it's going to be a little chilly. So maybe chilies on the menu or beef stew or soup. Whatever it is you're looking for, they've got a recipe for it. And don't forget that beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Hey, if you don't want to cook, they'll cook it for you. And, man, will it be good. This weekend, anytime it's a home football weekend, you know that Two Brothers uh, is uh, is going to be going. Speaking of Two Brothers, by the way, you know their owner, Terry Powell, right? Yes, I saw somebody. I, I saw someone on Twitter that made me think of him the other day because somebody report they called the cops to say that they had been beaten up by their wife's boyfriend. And wasn't there a game where there was a lady holding up a that, leg? That was uh, that was. Uh, I was. In, I think I was in New York and I tweeted like somebody's stealing his gimmick. Was that the Giants? No, it was. It was a college football. Oh game. yeah, it was. It was college. It was football. Arizona State. I think. Yeah. The guy had the prosthetic leg. I was like, <laughs> hey, somebody stole that gimmick. You can't do that. So, that is maybe. The all-time greatest, because I'm I'm pretty I'm 95 sure the the news the news reporter thought he was serious. Yeah, 95 sure. Never questioned it. No, I just it's like this comedy gold is the only way to put that. Well, let's get away from that though. But that being said, two brothers smoked meats. It's gold as well. Head over there, grab something to eat, and enjoy yourself this weekend in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems takes care of your business two different ways. They've got you taken care of with an incredible selection of products and services, everything your business really needs to grow and to thrive from a technological standpoint. They've got it. And then when you make the sale, you're getting the best customer service that you can ask for, the kind you would think you were getting from your next-door neighbor, which is what Advantage Business Systems really is. They are your neighbors. They have been doing business in this state with your fellow Mississippians for 46 years. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. That number is 601 362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Playmaker Tom Robbie, offensively, who do you like to have a big game on Saturday? I think you need Will Rogers to have a big game. I I think he's the key here for Mississippi State offensively. you got to have him protect the football, but also at the same time, he's going to have to hit some big plays. We've always said the best chance to beat Alabama is you're going to have to hit some plays downfield. You know, when Dan Mullen was here, the offense just never seemed to move the football against Alabama except for that 2017 season when they were able to to run the ball a little bit. And one of the things that we always talked about is Mississippi State's inability to get the ball down the field against that defense. For Will Rogers to have success, 
He's got to take some chances. At the same time, he's got to balance that with protecting the football and being really good at managing this offense. So find a way to do a little bit of both, and you got a chance. I'm going to go a little outside the box here. And I'm going to tell you, I think offensively it's, it's, it's Duquavius Marks. I think that, you know, obviously, it's, I'm not saying he's going to be due for 15, 20 carries or anything like that. But when he does run the football, State needs to be able to run a little bit more effectively in this game. And Alabama, like we've been saying, you know, defensively last week, they gave up some running, some rushing yards. So when State does decide to hit them with the run, I'd like to see Marks do that. We're still sort of waiting on Marks to have – I just said, I talked about earlier having a big play. This is what I'm talking about. A, a quick pass out to Marks in the flat where he makes a man miss and he's just gone. Yeah. I want to see something like that. If he can deliver a play like that for Mississippi State, I'd like to see Jaquavius Marks over 100 total yards in this game. If he, does, if he gets there, I feel like State has a good chance. Yeah. Defensively, who do you like? <sighs> Defensively, I'm going to go with Tyrus Wheat. It's a good pick. Um, I, I think for both stopping the run and getting in the backfield and making a play um, on, on Bryce Young or, or anything like that, I think he's a guy that, that could come through for Mississippi State and have one of his best games. Uh, you need some pass rush in this game. At the same time, you need you need to get in the backfield and get some stops behind the line of scrimmage and the rushing attack. And I think Tyrus Wheat's going to be big for that. I'm sort of on the same page as you. And I've been talking about this guy all week. This is where Aaron Brule has to step up. All right, Aaron Brule was the preseason guy that everybody had their eyes on. Got some preseason All-SEC buzz. And... To this point in the season, I think he would be the first to tell you he has not played up to that level, has not played up to that standard. This is the time. Because right, if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? They need Aaron Brule to get after Bryce Young, to help in the running game, and to be a leader out there this weekend. Aaron Brule needs to deliver for Mississippi State. I think he will. I think that this is the big game and the big stage. I think he's ready for it. Uh, who's your X Factor? Who can make the, the, the big play that changes this game? I'm going to go – this might surprise you. I'm going to go with Dylan Johnson. Okay, you, so you, you, went with Jaquavi, yeah. you went with Jaquavius Marks. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to need to run the ball between the tackles a little bit. I think you're going to need to finish inside the red zone. And that's the guy that finishes inside the red zone. And there's been times where I'm not sure why Mississippi State doesn't use him a little bit more inside the red zone. But I think you're going to have some opportunities inside the five, inside the ten – and Dylan Johnson's going to be able to carry a couple guys in the end zone and get a big score. So I, I'm counting on him to come up with some big plays. I'm going to go defensively for for this one because I think it's going to be – if State has any chance to win, they're going to have to force at least one Alabama turnover. Emmanuel Forbes is that guy. He's the guy who picks off passes for Mississippi State. So keep keep an eye on him this weekend. Probably, If I had to guess up, he's probably matched up with Jamison Williams. Uh, and that's, that's you know Williams is a speedster. You know Forbes is Forbes has got speed, but he's not known for that. So he's going to have to play smart and play disciplined to, to keep his uh, to keep his coverage. But I think he can make a play that wins the game. I feel like I've been talking all this positive stuff all week, and now we're at this point, and I'm going to tell you that I think State loses this game and probably loses it by like three touchdowns. <laughs> but that's where I am. I'll, I'll go first. I, you know, I, here's what I would say: State can make this game interesting. And if Alabama screws up, State can take advantage of it. And State can, if State plays its best game, they could be in it in the fourth quarter. But I feel like Alabama is going to bounce back. I don't have any faith in Alabama, the Alabama to be bad two weeks in a row. I don't think Nick Saban, you know, Alabama knows that all they got to do is win out and they'll yeah. be the national champions. Yeah, they know that. 
they always figure it out no matter what team they so, have. I think this game is something like 28-14 starting the fourth quarter. Maybe State's driving. You're thinking maybe they can get back into it. And then Alabama just makes a couple of plays, and then you, you blink and it's 38-14. Something like that. So that's why I'm going to go 38-17 is my prediction. Alabama gets the win. Yeah, I was going to go 34-17. Okay. Um, and I, I'm with you. I think that State – that's huge improvement, though. Last it year is. Was they had zero nothing. points. They had zero points. Yeah, they've only That's scored big... seven points in the last three years against Alabama. If you score seventeen against Bama, you you really feel good about your offense moving forward. Exactly. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I just I don't think that Mississippi State is. I don't think Alabama is going to screw up enough. Yeah. For Mississippi State to to stay in this ball game. I agree. And I and I really think that you have to be able to to run the football against Alabama to have success mm-hmm. um I, I think that every team that is able to stay with them in a ball game has the ability to just line up and and run it down their throats texas a&m has isaiah spiller they have an opportunity to to push the ball down the field on the ground i don't think mississippi state can do that with this offense but we'll see uh, right now I'm going to go 34-17 Alabama. All right. We'll see what happens uh, at Davis-Wade Stadium on Saturday night. Robbie and I will be back with you on Sunday, and we'll uh, break down everything that happened and get ready for another week of Bulldog football as the second half of the season gets ready to start, and that's where Mississippi State will you'll find out what this team really and truly is. Guys, have a great weekend. If you're traveling to Starkville, please be safe. If you see Robbie and I out and about, please come by and say hello. We always love meeting you guys, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.